1: Working class on DeerCast, another episode. Kurt Geyer's here. That's me. Doug Schmidt, that's me.
2: Shad Vanetti. You're, you're guest co-hosting? I'm guest co-hosting. I'm fake Eric. You're fake Eric? Fake Eric. You're like a cooler version of Eric? So, yes, yeah, no, I'm better. I, I, well, you know, people aren't really smart, so if they say I'm better, then they were. Oh. I mean, there's, okay. I we're, we're equal smart. levels of I'm suck, smart, I guess. Man. Okay.
1: Casey Thompson, our good friend.
3: How's it going, boys?
1: Thanks for being here. You're very soft-spoken. You've, you've been around the podcast for a while. You've done a lot of work at the podcast studio. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, you and Ross did all the electrical. Yes. If your job finds out you did a side gig, are you in trouble? Um, Maybe. You think so? No.
3: I didn't take any money for it, so it's cool.
1: That's true. It's you did. all volunteer work. That is true. We don't pay people around here. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think she did. did you yeah. You catch I mean... On. <laughs> You know it's fast. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on. Sorry, we kind of three right to the wolves and three on working class on Deercast. Um, we didn't really get to warm you up with a regular working class bow hunter episode, but we just wanted to see what you're made of. Oh boy. So not only do you only have you're being recorded on audio, you're being recorded on video, which makes it more fun. No pressure.
3: Yeah. I I was, you know, a little concerned, thought maybe I'd have to wear makeup today, but Yeah.
1: That's what I talked to I her. don't wear
3: makeup, so we
1: did talk. To I was like, <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna do a Deercast episode. Ah do you want me to wear makeup? <laughs> <laughs> I was totally joking. I know you were. I know you were. I'm like, ah, no,
2: it's good. It's, it's just, good.
3: It's good that I'm naturally beautiful. You should beautiful. just right, I don't have to wear makeup.
2: All queened out. Just completely queened out. In a dress. Yeah. Like, in I mean, dress. just over the top makeup.
1: <laughs> like prom queen?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like. Pink. I'd
3: probably look more like a drag queen. <laughs> That's <than> what I'm <laughs> saying. <laughs> like a prom queen?
1: Yeah. I love it. Well.
2: Just over the top
1: with well, it Well, y- yeah. no matter what, Casey, you're our queen. Thank you. Boom. So, see what I did? I appreciate it. I'm That's a good guy. I... So, Casey, you, a lot of people know you more through the regular working class bow her family from our jokes. Yes. Um, we can address those if you want. If not, we can move right past hey, and talk I'm, to
3: you. I'm open. I I think it's funny. It's <laughs> fun. It's.
1: When we make gay jokes, we're like, ah, Casey approved our gay jokes. We ran <laughs> <him> by her <laughs> yeah. type of thing. It's like, it's all good. We're in, in the book. So, um, it's funny.
3: And I like to give Kurt shit when he's in his saddle yeah being gay part of the time
1: yeah i'm like hey listen (laughs) just because you're gay doesn't mean you can call me a (laughs) gay i don't like that (laughs) (laughs) i don't like that i'm not down for this but uh casey you get a really good buck this year and i feel like i've been included in your bow hunting journey the last few years
3: yes for sure
1: um just because we have worked together at our day jobs and i don't know just started talking a lot became friends and all that and Mm -hmm. so i've got to be around for a lot of your frustrations and like changes of property changes of states yes changes of a lot Mm -hmm. and you're kind of like in a way a little bit solo yes is that fair
3: um yeah i am i mean there's there's two other guys that hunt the same property i do they're um i think one's in his 60s one is in his 70s and they're still going at it but you know, their style of hunting compared to my style of hunting is totally different. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I do still have kind of like the the hunting camp atmosphere a little bit <clears throat> with two older guys. But, yeah, yeah. Which is cool, but at the same time, you know, it's kind of nice to have some some people more my well
1: in your style you guys, of hunting. You guys like, are than me, But yeah, but not by much.
3: But, yeah, but it's it's still nice to have some people that are more like. Super passionate about it. Yeah,
1: it's different. There's different yeah. like scales of hunters and their passion and involvement, which is fine. That's like kind of the fun about it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, they're not helping you like pick trees to do a hanging hunt and and stuff like that.
3: No, um, they sometimes they like they, they like to tell me where they think I should go hunt. Mm-hmm. And they don't really hunt the wind necessarily. And none of them. Well, have...
1: wind is for kites. Right. And, we, all just, we establish this. Yes, I agree
3: um and you know growing up i never really hunted the wind it was just you know my my dad and i had maybe three or four stands that we had and it was just mm-hmm. like well i think i'll go hunt this one today and you know just going for it just, not even th- it wasn't yeah, even on the radar just, just going best and i mean we might have played the wind a little bit or you know whatever but most of the time it was just like yeah i think i'm gonna go to this one mm-hmm. i'm feeling good about this one yeah and, yeah you know, whatever but i've been trying to play the wind more um using my scent crusher uh, i don't even know what it you have the covert closet i believe yeah the covert closet with the it's like a bag or a closet it's I've a portable
1: sun crusher closet and like a roller bag essentially
3: yeah and i've been using that this year and i think that's helped a lot actually because mm-hmm. um, there's sometimes with this property that i really can't play the wind all that great mm-hmm. um and it seems like the deer always come from the opposite direction i think they're going to come so it, I, I think it's definitely helped
1: well, yeah, but going back, you you mm-hmm. used to be an Iowa resident and then became an Illinois resident. Yes. So you had to like get new property mm-hmm. and then learn the property in like a fairly short amount of time.
3: Yeah, I actually, um, I got, I acquired this property last. It was late summer. I think it was like last August, mm-hmm. I believe.
1: Yeah. So, so was, right, really, right before bow yeah, season, really mm-hmm. a month. So
3: I went in. I walked around a little bit and. The guy that owns a place has a ton of stands up and it's like oh man this looks like a great spot and then you know i walk around a little bit more and i'm like well, there's a stand right there i'm like all right well i mean there's a stand here for a reason it's probably yeah. a good spot yeah um so there was a couple stands that he kind of partially had up um and i just hung a stand where i thought would be a good spot and it ended up you know most of the time where where his stands were they were pretty good spots so, mm-hmm. um
1: has he he's probably owned it for a while has not he
3: yeah, I don't remember how long he's owned it, but I would say probably 30 years, maybe. Oh, dang. So yeah. long enough. I mean, that he's, he's had it for a while, so he kind of yeah. knows where the deer travel and stuff. So that, I mean, that kind of helps. But um, yeah, it was kind of a...
1: I had to adjust my hat. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I've been in Illinois now for three years. Um, the first year I was in Illinois, I did get permission on another small parcel. Um, there was two other guys that hunted in as well, but there was like and. I think a 140 acres Mm -hmm. piece.
1: That's a fairly big parcel, I feel like.
3: But I could only hunt like this small corner of an alfalfa Mm -hmm. field. Right. Which, I mean, there was either beans or corns fairly close by too, so that was good. Um, But it was, I always came in from the south. Mm -hmm. So if there was a south wind. Right. You know, I really. It's blown right into where you're going. So I could really only hunt it on like a, a west or a northwest wind, a north wind, I guess. Um, so it was, it was kind of tough. I saw, I saw a couple of good bucks, but it's like super thick timber and mm-hmm. mostly hedge trees. So Hard was, to make a move. Yeah. it's really Hedge good. is the
1: worst, man. You can't do any, I mean, if you can hunt from the ground, but like yeah. if you're a stand hunter, yeah. I mean, you got to get creative I real had, fast.
3: Yeah. And I had, I had two stands out there cause I was limited where I could actually hunt. And the one I had in a hedge tree and. Directly behind me was another hedge tree, and I had absolutely no shot behind me. Mm-hmm. And of course, the two nice big bucks oh, yeah. that I saw come through there, <laughs> of course, <laughs> right? Yeah, walked right behind it's like, me. They know. Yeah, it's like, ooh, he's only ten yards away, but I have absolutely no Just shot. Just
1: wicker basket. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: so I mean, it was, it was tough. Um, I, I I didn't have any luck that year. Um, I had a couple opportunities I could have shot. You know, a, something younger or.
1: Yeah. You didn't want I, to do that. Yeah,
3: I've been in hunting long enough that kind of.
1: Because yeah, you've been hunting for a while, that, but you haven't been bow hunting as like serious for right. Right. That's the way I like have have like concluded from just being friends with you.
3: Yeah, I think I started bow hunting when I was probably like fifteen or sixteen. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so a lot a lot longer than I thought.
3: Yeah, but it was you know I, it was only, I was I mean I hunted some while I was in high school and then once I got into college it was kind of hit or miss because mm-hmm. I, I was a two-sport athlete and i just really didn't have time to go home mm-hmm. very much um and i played soccer during the fall so that was, Takes, I was yeah it took a lot of your time yeah. yeah
1: plus it's hard to like
3: and it was a two-hour drive to go to where i was gonna hunt so
4: right you know. yeah. i was a one-sport athlete in college Wire. professional drinker <laughs>
1: Professional. Drinker. <laughs> two sports because <laughs> that the, the one sport you were a hockey player in college weren't you uh paintball what paintball? That's <laughs> on a
2: paintball team, man. Yeah.
1: Paintball and drinking—that's pretty cool. I've always wanted to do that and never have. I yeah, see you've taken really the fun. drinking
2: to the pro level, though. Like you've left. Yeah, I never made in paintball, sports. but
4: drinking—you're pretty easy. Yeah, pretty easy. Come natural. <laughs> Come <with> you. <laughs>
3: you have natural the natural ability.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, w- when you're in college, <laughs> though, too, it's like you're either really into bow hunting—that's your priority—or mm-hmm. other things are a distraction. I get it. Yeah, and yep.
3: when I was in college, I was, I you know, I, I grew up in a small town and. I was, I went home as much as I could just because I, I really, I don't know, I guess I was wanting to be around my family quite a bit still. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would go home quite a bit pretty much, I mean, there were nights that I'd get back from a soccer game at like one o'clock in the morning and I'd hop in my car and drive two hours to go home Yeah, just to be home. Sometimes it was for hunting. Sometimes it was just because I wanted to be home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did hunt. I mean, I did start fairly early, just not just, hardcore. Yeah, just didn't dive into it headfirst.
1: But I feel. Well, I guess what I'm getting as the last two years, I feel like you like elevated how serious you are about it. Yeah. For but I haven't sure. really known you a whole lot. Yeah. A whole long longer than that. But yeah. I, just that's what my perspective is, mm-hmm. and that's what I find interesting is I feel like you're becoming more and more calculated and yeah. Just over a two year span that I've yeah known I definitely
3: I mean I've always. I've always enjoyed it was, you know, been pretty passionate about it. And I know there's, there were times where, you know, my, my dad would get the stand set up and I'd come home for the weekend and hunt Mm -hmm. and it was just like, man, I'm not seeing the deer that I'd want to see. I kind of want to be hunting over here and I'd, I'd go sit on the ground. Mm -hmm. And actually one of the first times I ever hunted from the ground, and this was, I mean, I was limited on how many times I got to hunt and the one time I decided, you know what, I'm going to try hunting from the ground. Mm-hmm. And I saw, a, I think I saw a doe and a yearling, and then there was a, I think it was a small little basket rack six mm-hmm. following them, and I was like, oh, this is cool.
2: You got the pin drop on that basket rack six? I'm interested.
3: It's, I think the property sold <laughs> Damn, Sorry, man. Shad
2: Buck. Talk, yeah. talk Shad's
1: realm. It yeah. was a Shad bug for yeah. sure. By the way, Shad has a small racks. Our trophies two shirt on, right. and uh, yeah, that's cool. I appreciate that.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Most people don't.
1: I appreciate it. <laughs> shad bucks, man. Yeah, yeah. everybody know Everybody loves a good shad buck. I, I don't.
2: Not too many people do. <laughs> well, everybody once loved a good shad buck. Yeah, I'm just glad they keep letting them walk because you know it makes a target rich environment for me. A target rich <laughs> environment
1: more for me. That's right. But then they quickly grow out of being shad bucks.
2: Yeah, they do. They could just stay. You know, so shad bucks amazed. will always be around them they will be
1: like like if you could just pause your dog as a puppy that's Ooh. what shad wants for yeah. all bucks shad bucks that's right man small time <laughs> so he's so all shad buck it's <laughs> all shad
3: buck and you know i knew i was limited on time and i think it was actually probably like one of the last weekends that i really had an opportunity to hunt i was like you know what if i can get this deer to come in i'm gonna shoot it yeah and i'm on the ground so that's super cool had
2: some cool coolness you, points too were it. you in a blind or were you no just seeing... i
3: was just Sitting next to a tree. Yes. Yeah.
2: That's cool. I like this story more and more. Yeah. And it elevates the excitement.
3: Yeah. And it really, I mean, honestly, it's one of my most memorable hunts I've probably ever had. Um, It was just, I went out of my comfort zone completely and just went to a different spot I'd never been in before. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, you know what? I'm going to try it out. And I saw this deer coming. I grunted a couple of times at him and he stopped. And I was like, "Hmm, well, maybe he'll come. Maybe he won't. You know, Mm -hmm. he's following two does. And next thing i know he turns and he comes right to me and comes down this hill and he's behind this big oak tree that's you know two feet wide mm-hmm. and he was maybe 20 yards away at the time got my bow drawn back and he walked maybe 10 feet from me and i put a good shot on him. Mm-hmm. it was pretty cool i mean it and your was, dad
1: was like you didn't sit in the stand yeah <laughs> well he was actually
3: he was out there he was in one of his stands and i texted him i think or called him i can't remember I was like, "Dad, I just shot one." He's like, "No, you didn't." And I'm like, "No, really, I did." And he's like, "Cool, what was it?" And I was uh-huh. like, "Well, it was a small buck." But I said, "Man, that was the coolest time I think I've ever had." Not a lot of people can
1: say they killed one from the ground like that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I never have. I don't think of you I don't, don't, think don't have either. That's really, the,
3: that's the only one I've ever killed from the ground bow hunting. But I mean, it was like talk about adrenaline rush. It was. Yeah. It was one of the
4: like right in your face. That's awesome. Yeah, well, that's was, a way to get you hooked yeah. real fast.
1: I mean,
3: I could about reach out and touch him. He was. He was. Yeah. Right there.
1: You know, oh. come to think of it, I don't know. I've never killed a buck from the ground. Really? I you just don't almost, like. You almost it. Did. I almost did this year. Yeah, you yeah.
2: did. You killed a mule deer from the ground.
1: Well, yeah, but no, you're that's talking true. White-tails, i talking about white Yeah, I'm talking about white tails. Okay. Yeah. I've killed I mean I've killed like antelope from the ground. Yeah. I've killed my mule. But like
4: sitting the picking a spot. And sitting, sitting, sitting and waiting. Like I almost killed I a buck not.
1: this year on October twelfth, a real big one. But I just don't feel um I just like seeing everything. I'm not in the game. Yeah. I've had sits where I'm like on the ground and I'm like, nah, I'm going I'm getting a tree. It, it definitely right.
2: reduces your amount of visibility. That's what I don't yeah. like. Yeah. I
1: just want, even if I'm not seeing anything up close, I still want to see Yeah. out. Yeah. It just helps me sit. Yeah. And I need that stealth factor feel, you know?
3: Yeah. And there's been times, like, even this year, I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit on the ground. I'm going to go to a different spot. I'm just going to see what I can see. There's good sign. Just, you know. Never whatever. know. Yeah, you never know. And if you can get kind of tucked in somewhere where. Or at least somewhat camouflaged by it. yeah
1: it's fun it, it, yeah. it does bring a fresh feel you know what i mean if you're kind of like man i want to mix it up i think that's what it's cool that's good for that but
3: i mean i can I really say i did it once it was it was really cool no that's I mean, it, badass. Was, it was cool
2: there's um, a lot of bow hunters that have never accomplished what you accomplished there yeah that shoot sure. uh, shoot an animal from the ground at that that close of a distance like mm-hmm. that, that's yeah know, no
4: blind it, no nothing it, it, yeah it doesn't
2: matter about size that's that's yeah. pretty phenomenal yeah. In the I, and, yeah. and you and you take it to the next level of female bow hunters who have mm-hmm. done that like you've mm-hmm. literally like stepped up the game right there not yeah, trying to like you're... like toot your horn or nothing but that's that's a hell of an accomplishment yeah i
3: mean i was i was stoked i thought it was
2: there you go to my horn uh
3: yeah i thought it was cool i mean it was like man i can't believe i just did that i can't believe yeah. it happened and you know that deer had no idea i was there um yeah yeah it was cool
1: that I, is awesome so that had to got you hooked right away
3: yeah, I mean, I was hooked before that. I think I was hooked once I arrowed my first deer. Yeah, for and sure. It, it was pretty cool because my dad was—he was in the stand, probably. I don't know, maybe, maybe a hundred yards away. And did, did he see it? He yeah, it was it was a yearling. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was when I was—it was the first deer I ever shot with the bow, and um, it walked past him, and he he even told me later he's like, yeah, I was hoping you'd get a shot at it because. Mm-hmm. You know, for your first deer, you just want to shoot something. Yeah, yeah, know. get get you into it, get, get you hooked. Yeah, and um, it walked right in front of me ten yards, and I made a perfect shot. He actually saw it die. You know, oh no, okay. it ran kind of back towards him. Yeah, and he watched it, you know, go down, and it was dead within seconds. So right, that was right. pretty
1: cool. So yeah, I mean, I I don't feel like you talk about that like, you've been bow hunting that long because like if you would have asked me, i have been like, I don't really know, but I just you know, like I said, I've only known you a few years, mm-hmm. but i mean you you get after it like this year you're talking about hanging and hunting and doing this and you got trail cam pitchers and all that so it's Mm -hmm. like and it worked out right i mean you this year you killed an awesome buck
3: yeah i it was it i mean well i i did make a bad hit on a really nice 10 point earlier in the season and i talked to you about it quite Mm -hmm. a bit and you actually came out and helped me look for it yeah um Good thing is I did see it on camera. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's still he's still around. I looked for three days to try to find him. You know, I just it was heartbreaking. Yeah, that and sucks. Know, but um, you
1: did you did what you should have done. Like you kept yeah. going.
3: I looked for it in the rain. I I mean I was out there. I gave it you know I oh. gave it my gave it my all to try to find it.
1: If that, that's our responsibility. There's a lot of guys be yeah. like, nice. yeah. Ah, I'm not gonna look." We made 100 yards, lost blood. Yeah, yeah then I quit yeah mm, that sucks to hear
3: yeah and i mean it was it, there wasn't an exit wound so i knew it was going to be a hard tracking job anyway mm-hmm. I never did find blood but um if it's the deer that i saw on camera it was back it was high it was i think i thought it was a better shot because i saw my lighted knock farther forward i think mm. that's why i thought it was Oh, a better just from shot like
1: the illusion
3: because of the angle yeah yeah and it was you know last half hour of, of
1: Shooting, shooting light, light yeah so yeah it was yeah that too i i think didn't you like can like uh gather that it was probably like a flesh wound or a muscle wound
3: yeah i think i hit it like in the back strap basically mm. so and mm. i never did find my arrow um he took it with him as far as i could see but uh yeah i think he's still run- i'm pretty sure he's still running around mm-hmm. and i mean it's kind of my goal to follow up to follow yeah. up and try to try to make it happen still yeah make year. it right and i i have seen and if it's the one that i think it is he's still you know i've seen him on camera and actually i got a picture of him last night Mm -hmm. and i almost went out this morning but there's like 25 miles (laughs) i don't blame it it's brutal right now yeah yeah. and i was just like you know what tomorrow will be a better day Mm -hmm. or even next weekend next weekend
1: yeah some cold weather and get on some food but i mean i get you were bummed about that we looked Mm -hmm. um but you stayed after it yep and then uh you know, i got a phone call from you i mean it wasn't that much longer later than that's when no, that day I happened think,
3: i think the one i hit uh, was the 22nd i think it was the day after you shot your buck
1: yeah i shot mine the 21st
3: yeah it was the 22nd and then uh i was bummed i mean i spent the rest of, i think it was a friday i spent all day saturday all day sunday and part of monday looking for that deer mm-hmm. and then uh went back out I just, I kind of did, I think I told you I'm doing a hard reset. I went and sat on the ground one night, just kind of clear my head really. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then I got back in one of my stands, one of my better stands. And, um, uh, it was, I think it was actually, I think it was almost a week later, right? About a week later, maybe a week and a half. It was, uh, second of November. hmm
1: Dude, that yeah. first week in November this year was just so good. I know. Yeah, it was. November 1st, i seen the most deer I've seen one morning and I have a long, long time.
3: And I, it, was a, it was an afternoon hunt, and I remember the guy that owns the property where I hunt. He's like, hey, you want to join us for dinner? I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Um, so we both went out hunting. Um, I got in my stand, and it was like, I don't know, maybe half hour after I was in my stand, and I already had a doe and a yearling coming through. And I was like, well, oh, that's a good sign. You know, they're mm-hmm. up on their feet early. That's cool. Um, and they were actually like 10 yards behind me. It was a real still day. The wind wasn't hardly blowing. And I watched them for a while. And then I was like, man, they're headed like straight downwind to me. Mm-hmm. This isn't good. <laughs> I'm like, God, come on.
1: Don't blow this Don't do it. <laughs> doe.
3: So I'm literally sitting in my stand facing the opposite direction of where this dough is. And I'm sitting there and Pretty soon I hear her stomping her feet, and I'm just like, oh, "Crap!"
1: Getting, getting the old yeah. stomping look. Yeah. yeah, and
3: I'm just like, "Don't do it! Don't do it!" And then, pretty soon she blew, and I was just like, "Oh, geez. It scares then, you. Yeah, because it was so quiet, and she blew right behind me, and I was just like, "Oh my God!" And, I, and then, you know, and then of course you're like, Ugh.
1: "Yeah, you feel there like it's my, over." Yeah, there goes my hunt. Everybody in the neighborhood knows I'm over here. Yeah. yeah.
3: So I was like, <clears throat> "Well, it's early," you know maybe it'll be fine, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm just chilling and, and it was maybe, well, well, her and the yearling went straight, straight south of me and it was maybe 10 minutes later and I could hear something kind of like, it almost sounded like could have been a squirrel. Could have, you know, could have been anything, could have been Turkey scratching, whatever. Mm -hmm. But to me, it kind of sounded like a buck maybe tearing up some brush or whatever. And I was like, man, that might be a buck. I waited, I waited, I thought, I could have swore I heard a, a real low, like, really quiet grunt, you know? Yeah, I was like, which is
1: how most grunts are. Yeah, just, mm-hmm.
3: you know, and I was like, oh, that might be a buck.
1: I yeah. love when you hear that, dude, yeah. you're just like, yeah. That's like, a good feeling. Okay, uh-huh.
3: okay there's a buck, cool, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, I still didn't know for sure, and so I kind of peek around my tree, and I could see something moving back there, but I still couldn't really tell what it was. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to throw a little, one grunt at it, see if it responds. If it's a buck, hopefully it will. Mm-hmm. So I grunt once, and then I can hear the thrashing again. And I was like, "Okay, well, cool. Maybe it is a buck." And then I could hear him pawing at the ground. I was like, "Okay, all yeah, right, cool. it's adding up. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm getting <laughs> excited. I'm it like, it's a, a buck. buck. <laughs> Might be a little one. Could be a monster. I don't know. Yeah. So shad buck. Yeah, shad buck." Could be a Austin Chandler buck.
1: Could be a Chandler buck, a Lord buck, the Lord's Lord buck. buck. There, yeah. that's a a, a
3: Very
2: wide <laughs> range. <laughs> There's of, a lot of, of types of <laughs> bucks in between a shad <laughs> buck yeah. and a Lord buck.
3: So um, I get, you know, I get stood up. I get my bow. I get ready, and um, I get my binoculars up, and I'm I'm looking, trying to figure out what it is. And he's he's only maybe 50 yards behind me, but he's through a bunch of honeysuckles. So mm-hmm. It's hard to see. Yeah. I'm like, all right, it's a decent buck. You know, I can't really can't really see him, but all right, cool. You know, mm-hmm. so then I was like, do I grunt again? Do I, do I just wait? You know? And I was like, no, I'm just going to wait and see what happens pretty soon. He comes walking straight to me, like straight behind me. And I'm kind of turned around like my left side. Cause that's usually where the deer tend to come mm-hmm. on the left side of this tree. And of course he gets almost straight behind me and then goes to the right of me. So I'm already turned to my left waiting. <laughs> and then the tree i'm in is pretty good size so i'm like trying to turn around yeah and you know since i'm right-handed i gotta turn all the way around right yeah you know and then i'm like my chest is like facing the tree at this mm-hmm. point
1: and you got your harness strap got my like harness, yeah. stuff yeah, yeah move that i'm I'm, pa- like, oh, I'm so weird with that
3: yeah and so the my harness is like just about wrapped around my neck at this point But <laughs> so he comes walking in and he's literally five yards from mm-hmm. my tree, base of my tree. So that's I mean, a hard shot angle
2: too. Yeah, it is a hard shot. But angle. he's
3: perfectly broadside. Yeah. You know, he's standing right there and I just pulled back and let it go. And he actually, once it hit him, I knew it was a good shot. I mean, if I was going to mess up a five-yard shot, I should probably rethink what I'm doing here.
2: Yeah, but it's a, like that's a <laughs> that, hard that's, shot. Yeah. And you'll find out that not a lot of people practice at that. Like, you yeah. get those opportunities, but how many times are you practicing from a tree stand? Yeah, straight down. Shooting well, at five to well, eight yards. And I think a
1: lot of it is it's like where you normally would anchor. Mm-hmm. It's all because you have to tilt at your waist. You could have your... You could have everything up higher mm-hmm. yeah. because you tilted your 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 bow arm down, and then next thing you know, you shoot over it or yeah. under it or something. Wild. It's it's
2: way more difficult than people think. It's hard, yeah. and I, it's and when you execute that shot like that, like you did, at five like mm-hmm. if you do that perfectly, man, that's something. That's, I I, that's I always old.
1: talk about this, or I brought it up in the past. I shot a bucket like five six yards one year, mm-hmm. and I have a I use a knock um, point as a kisser button, and I remember when I drew back, I leaned over. And as I was drawn back, I'm like, where is my kisser button? And I was like, oh, crap. Like, I would have shot right over this buck. Mm-hmm. And then I settled back in with my kisser and, and made a good shot. Right. But if it wasn't mm-hmm. for having that kisser and me thinking about it in the moment, I, I think I would have shot right over him. Yeah. So props to you for making the shot. That's a harder Thanks. shot. Yeah. Because it's, you,
2: it's, it is much harder than people think. Well, yeah. We've done um, some, awkward, some fun
1: yeah. 3D shoots or whatever, and they'll have a a, a target at like one yard. Mm-hmm. and you don't put it on one yard. Yeah. There's on HHA, there's no one. You put it on like a hundred. So yeah. it drops a pin down to your arrow. Pretty yeah.
2: Much. You'd be amazed at how hard those, those shots are.
1: Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it was good job, Casey. Thank Yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: so, you know, I, I saw where, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I saw where I hit him, you know, it was, it was kind of high, like just right behind the shoulder blade, which is about perfect if you're shooting straight down. Right. Okay? Yeah. And, uh he took off actually he ran into a fence busted the arrow off there was a bunch of blood where where he was standing and then he ran kind of back behind me and then off to my left and it's kind of open where he ran and i watched him run and he ran about 60 70 yards maybe and he just stopped flicked the tail started getting a little wobbly just laid down and i was like thank god (laughs) like i needed that yeah Yeah, I, i needed that after that bad hit this year and uh he just laid down, and two seconds later, his head went down. And I remember I took a picture and sent it to you. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, "I'm not gonna have a hard time finding this one." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. Like, thank God, you know, I, I I really needed that.
1: It like restores confidence in you. You feel good about it because it was mm-hmm. it was ethical. Yeah, and yeah, it does a lot for your morale.
3: Yeah. Plus, and,
1: you know, we went. We I came out and took pictures for you, and then mm-hmm. it's just cool. Like you you got good red meat. Mm-hmm. You feel, you feel efficient yeah. when it goes down like that, you know, yeah. how it should be. For sure. Yeah. How it should be. It's like, it, it, it's nice when you've been struck. Cause sometimes you hit a streak, man, which is like it, nothing works out for you. Nothing oh, yeah. goes your way. So when it does work out, it's like, man, thank you. Yeah. Finally.
3: And then I remember too, like after, after I made that bad shot on that, that one buck, um, I went back and I was like, okay, I'm shooting my bow. I'm shooting my bow. I'm shooting my bow. What did I do? I was like, man, why am I off? Oh, you were off? I was off, like, I think it was, like, six inches at, like, 30 yards. Mm-hmm. I was like, how am I off so much? Well, I, my bow got banged around. One of the screws came loose. I had to completely, like.
1: Just wear and tear, pretty much, yeah, using it. I had well, to
3: get things set back up again. and
1: A lot of things that can get weird, too, in, like, the heat of the moment. We did the podcast with Mark called Slow the Game Down. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it, it's like, you. sometimes you have to just, like, okay, here he is. Calm down, mm-hmm. draw your bow, okay, anchor, peep sight, there we are, settle, squeeze. Like, you almost have right. to, like, walk yourself through a situation, especially if, like, a big deer comes in, you have a long time to watch him, yeah. and you start getting worked up, and then you start, you feel your brain kind of, you start losing track of your mindset a little bit because you're worked up about it, which is, like, that's what makes it kind of fun because yeah. it gets us so excited. Yeah. But I, you know, I think slow the game down is, a, it's hard to do, mm-hmm. especially yeah, when the
4: adrenaline starts pump him yeah yeah,
3: for sure and it was you know the one that i i hit earlier this year it was the biggest buck i ever drew back on um i know i rushed it Mm -hmm. i was worried he was gonna get right downwind to me because the the wind was heading right to him and i know i rushed it and i should have waited your mindset,
1: you start thinking fast yeah i'm like
3: Mm -hmm. oh my god he's gonna get my wind i gotta shoot him this is a big buck i need to just yeah as soon as he clears this brush i need to just nail him you know yeah and you know
1: it's
3: slow the game down Yep. I definitely
2: have to a shot do process does help. And I know mm-hmm. Chad, you probably, yeah. Do you guys have anything that you go through? Like, do you have a word or anything that you do? Like, mm. like i I have like mine is breathe, especially shooting a compound. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm not used to holding at full draw with a traditional bow like that. Like my index finger hits the corner of my mouth and it's, it's gone. Right. Right. And I've found out that I hold my breath if i'm holding for too long so like i always tell myself oh. breathe and if i breathe i relax gotcha, and everything yeah. goes so I, do you guys have anything like that i don't know that do you, slows it down or do that? You know,
4: mine's more just the pin yeah i gotta just focus on the pin more than anything
2: mine's
1: just like my mental checklist of like my shot process but a lot of times i make i try to make sure like make sure you're aiming how you always aim yeah like that's where your pin is. Yeah. Squeeze through, bear it, and then let it go. Like, I'm like focused on like the pin is where you want it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not like, I try to make sure I'm not all over. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I've gotten a lot better with it in the last five years um, where I was like younger, maybe hadn't had as many like deer in front of me. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's sometimes it's hard. Like, I had a big bucket on you know, I me mean, this year that didn't work out and I found myself slipping mentally. I was slipping because the, the deer was so big. Yeah. But I got excited. But it was like, it was one of those situations where it was just, kind of it just wasn't working out like he wasn't on a trail he was on a field edge mm-hmm. and i was like allowing myself to get excited when i like to wait to get excited get excited after the shot yeah and i could feel myself mentally just yeah i've done that before you
4: get excited if he might not even come in so when he when he is coming in you get excited about that
1: and then you kind of lose track of where right where you want to be your thinking gets kind of like yeah your thinking kind of jams into your next thought on, on what you need to do in yeah. the process. It's like a traffic jam or something. Oh, and yeah. that's just when things just start start spiraling downhill, and you, and you almost exit. need to like pull yourself out of that. <laughs> <laughs> you miss your I mean, kind of, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. I mean, I went through it a little bit this year. Um, what do you do? Yeah, but it's just that's part of the fun of it, man. If it worked out every single time you went to the woods, it wouldn't be as cool. Yeah,
3: yeah. And like last year, I had um, I killed two does and both shot. I mean, both the both the shots were like perfect money yeah first one was double lung second one was perfect heart shot and i watched mm-hmm. that one go down basically so
1: is there anything better than watching like the shot you wanted to make like just be executed and you know it's like ethical and it's gonna be fast and it's gonna it's just the things lined up how you think about all year yeah that's a great feeling man i love it it's always that's- that
4: weird feeling when you shoot it between it going down and you watching it and it's mm-hmm. like like a long pause like you're waiting like i don't know, i've referred to like uh a hockey like when someone's on a breakaway for like a shootout or something and then they score it's like you a long pause and then it goes
1: down and you're just like everything just hits i think it's just a mental thing yeah it seems longer than what it yeah, yeah. was yeah i know what you're talking about i don't know if it's like the adrenaline of the moment uh, it's crazy or what but like when i shoot a deer i'm like buried on it until i cannot see it anymore i yeah. try to be because i try to be like how's he acting where's he going where did i last see him which is tough to do with
2: all that going on i'm but. colorblind so i've had to train myself to do that oh yeah, like really? i have to yeah I, I landmarks all that stuff is very very important to me because i, I don't know see you're colorblind yeah i don't see blood very well at all like oh, at all so i've hunted with some guys that were colorblind i'd always have to go on blood trails with them it's a trip but it, it, <laughs> my wife loves to make fun of me for it she's like <laughs> you literally can't see that i'm like no
1: like what colors can't you see red I, red and orange they're,
2: they're, i can see a lot of colors i just can't distinguish what they are
1: what color is that mug
2: that I have no idea. I would. It could be yellow or orange. to it's orange. Me.
1: Is it, well, how do you see it as like a grayish color?
2: No, I see it as yellow. I don't know what it is. I see a color, but I can't tell you what color it is because the mm. colors that I'm saying look the same to me.
1: Oh, really? And I
2: figured that out by like you know reading crayons as a kid. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> that's literally how I figured out I was colorblind.
1: I, I imagine it varies. The guys I hunted with, I was like, explain it. He's a, he goes, you know, when you look at an apple tree, how you can see the apples. He goes, I don't see the apples.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of that. I'm like, oh interesting and i can see blood on things that you wouldn't really like i've learned to look at different things to find blood you're on. you're probably like, seeing blotches when in if it's blood on like where well you guys can people can see like on a dark leaf on the ground mm-hmm. i won't see it What if you like, but like the bright finger i could see that it's it's contrasting color okay mm-hmm. oh no that makes
3: sense so it's like a bright green leaf yeah see but right if it's a bright red.
2: green like you know chest high kind of foliage leaf dude i can see blood on that that's where i look for, i don't even look for it on the ground mm, i'm looking for like that chest you. high stuff right and I, I can see that like nothing
1: which might you might be a good guy to have on the team to mix up from guys looking on the ground yeah. and you looking up well i took one of those guys that was colorblind with me on a deer eye shot then I, I let the deer go overnight <clears throat> recover from the next morning and right when we get to like first blood he's like well i can see that blood i'm like okay if the colorblind guy is picking out the blood <laughs> we well, might find this deer
2: yeah it's <laughs> a good yeah, sign. that's yeah it's funny though because I'll have I mean it'll look like a murder scene yeah. and I'll be like going where's where's the blood Stacy'll be like it's literally everywhere <laughs> you're good yeah. standing are <laughs> like I because she'll be walking I'm like are you on blood and she'll be like yeah all right do you not see it I'm like We've been together for 15 years. You know, like there's been very few blood trails that she hasn't been on, (laughs) right? And she loves blood trail. Like she doesn't, she's killed a few deer and she doesn't like to really hunt or anything anymore, but she loves the blood trail. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I hate it. It's the most nerve wracking part of me because I can't, I can't see it. Right. Right. So she'll be walking and I know the processes that we have to go through and i would be like are you sure you're on blood she's like yeah i'm on blood we've done this before like keep up that's and hilarious and i'm like sitting back here just like staring at the ground it's i mean it gonna really.
4: frustrating that's a deer
2: yeah. turd shed <laughs> yeah <I know. laughs> the, and yeah, there'll be like times poop. when there's water on a leaf you'll see me like oh. i'm touching it i'll touch it and look at my fingers and it's, i never thought about that yeah, yeah i do that a lot i've done the peroxide trick before where i used to yeah. carry like spray bottles of peroxide oh, yeah. in my pack and i've I'd seen s-
1: somebody do that this year for the first time with a blood tracking dog he found a spot of blood and per- and I was like, wow, I didn't. Yeah, makes sense, but
2: yeah. it'll distinguish between water and blood real fast with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Casey didn't need any help. Successful no. hunt. No. That's true. She shoots better than I. Really yeah. good buck. <laughs> I She's better than this He's a big. <laughs> he's a big nine pointer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome buck.
3: He's, I mean, definitely my biggest bow buck. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a little bit of successful shotgun, which kind of veering away from that a little bit Mm -hmm.
1: just because you're getting so into bow hunting
3: yeah i'm just really passionate about bow hunting and like even this year i went out first season with shotgun and i'm just like man i just don't feel right sitting in a tree with a gun anymore didn't feel the same to you i Um, respect
1: that and uh more shoulder mounts for the house
3: yeah my wife will love that
1: (laughs) you got no choice (laughs) yeah got no choice well congrats thank you yeah congratulations thank you for doing this working class on DeerCast episode yep Throw you right to the wolves, right on the big leagues here.
3: Yeah, I know. That's so kind of special. You
1: did well. First time ever podcasting.
3: Cool.
1: I think you're the first. Uh...
3: I didn't fall flat on my face.
1: No, no, That's you didn't. Good. Some people do. It's not over yet, so careful. Yeah, like we, <laughs> we still have gotta, time. This is the hard part now. <laughs> I was going to say something, but I, I the, my jokes won't resonate to everybody <laughs> but Casey. So thank you for being here.
3: Be our secret little... You know, inside joke. tell you
1: after. I was gonna say you're the first gay woman we've ever had on the podcast. Um, so we're checking boxes. We're checking all our social boxes. <laughs> yeah. Because we have to meet the uh, kind of like HR quota. Okay. Quota. Yeah.
3: Hey, I fit two of those. I'm female and I'm gay.
1: Okay, we got them here. Yep. Yeah.
3: You got two check boxes here. just from having done, and
4: done. Uh-huh. done and done. <laughs> yep. Right.
3: Yep.
4: HR is gonna love
1: that. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll send that in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> got that. <laughs> we're so stupid. Yeah. You guys want to add anything in or anything like that? You want to plug your Instagrams? or no. do anything? doing Cool. Not really. Chad, you got anything? No, man. <laughs> not really. I'm, um,
2: I'm stoked to be here with her. Like, I, female bow hunters, man. There's not enough of them. There's not. Yeah. I agree with that. And those that are out there, don't. they don't get enough credit. So. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, they're doing the same thing we're doing out there and, mm-hmm. and grinding just as hard and Mm -hmm. highly agree with that, man.
3: Um, Speaking of grinding, I'd like to kind of talk about my, how I acquired this property. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a cool story. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people, you know, oh man, I don't have a place to hunt. And I know when I moved to Illinois, a lot of people were like, oh, good luck finding a place to hunt, you know, especially where I'm at. It's tough. There's a lot of people that hunt. And uh, um, I was, (laughs) if you need a hunting place, get a goat, turn it loose. That's how I got my property. I mean not really. She got out, but yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> Works. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we had we were just new into getting goats. Um we have some timber on our property that we wanted cleaned up and we're like, well let's get some goats. Mm-hmm. You know, they're really good at it. Well we had this, this younger goat, um well smaller goat I guess. Her name's Greta. She's this little long haired <laughs> pygmy goat. And she is She's an escape artist. She gets out a lot.
1: think all goats are. Yeah. Um, By the way, why have goats? I'm just... But we'll yeah, talk about that in another I podcast. I know you
3: hate goats. <laughs> I don't hate but, <laughs> goats. I just don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you saw what they did to the timber that I wanted cleared out, you'll understand. I get that part. I mean, it went from like you couldn't walk through it to you can see clear through it now.
1: Okay. Yeah. So that, it's that, pretty cool. I have heard that's the value in them for yeah. sure.
3: So... um I got home one day and my wife's like, I don't know where Greta is. She's, you know, she's nowhere around. It's like, well, we go get the food container. I'm sure she's not far. Mm-hmm. Rattle the food in the container and usually she comes running. Um, so we're walking all over the property, the neighbor's property, trying to find her. And I happened to walk kind of down our driveway and I saw goat droppings and I'm like, well, I think she went this way.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So she literally headed straight north, made it across the road. And then there's a cornfield, standing corn. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah, you know, this goat's literally like a foot and a half. Tall. Goes into like, 300 acres of standing yeah. corn. Just the dream. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Jet so there's pot. there's probably there's probably like I don't know 50 acre 50 acres of corn and then there's timber and I'm just like, oh my god. So I tell my wife, I was like, get on the side by side, just start literally knocking on doors. Just mm-hmm. go ask anybody if they've seen this damn goat. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna walk between the corn in the timber. I'm going to go ask permission to walk through here. Got permission. I go, I walk through this along this cornfield. Didn't see any sign of her or nothing. I get to, it's probably about half a mile north of me. We get meet up at this, this neighbor's house and we're just like, Hey, you know, if you see a goat, let us know. I hop on the side by side. We're going back around, uh, go to knock on another door and pretty soon this lady texts us. And she said, I think your goats on my back deck. And I'm like, (laughs) first of all, this goat, I think was a dog in her past life because she tries to come into the house if she's not in the pen. So she's literally standing on the back deck of this lady's house. So we go over there (laughs) with the side by side, grab the goat, put the goat on the side-by-side, side, on the seat in the middle between us, and we start driving back to the house, and I looked at Anna, and I just go, you know, if anybody sees us driving down the road with a goat on our side-by-side, side, they're going to think we're nuts.
2: Wow. Well, and
3: Probably. Literally, like, 30 seconds later, this guy pulls down the gravel road, stops his truck in the middle of the road, and is just laughing. <laughs> and he's like, you know, of all my years I've lived out here, this has got to be about the funniest damn thing I've ever seen in my life. So we continue to talk to, talk to this guy. Um, we're talking to him and, you know, never met him before. We're talking to him and he mentioned something about, you know, where he lives. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, I've been stuck in your property mm-hmm. on Onyx oh, cause sh- I want to hunt this place, you know? Right. And I was so- like, oh yeah, cool. I know. Yeah. I know where you live, you know, just down the road, dead end, you yeah. know? All right, cool. And he said something about the deer eating his garden like hey you know if you ever need somebody to help thin out the herd let me know i'm a bow hunter and kind of new to the area new to the state mm-hmm. you know, i need a place to hunt he's like you know come see me sometime and i was just like
1: what oh, does that mean oh my
3: god for real like he <laughs> should
1: have been like you know i'm gay right
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's my wife over yeah. here <laughs>
3: um but i was just like oh my god you know I'm, I'm trying not to get too excited in front of the guy we get home and i remember telling my wife i was like I want to go over there, like, right now and talk to this guy because I'm, like, so excited. Like, yeah. I don't think you understand. Like, this, is, this could be a really good opportunity for me.
2: Mm-hmm. Right next to home. Like, yeah. that's kind of like the dream, right? It's, yeah.
3: it's liter- literally, like, maybe a mile and a half down the road. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I know he's got, like, 80 acres. This is this is perfect.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So I was like, I can't go over there, like,
1: today. Right now, right now. Yeah. yeah.
3: Maybe, no, probably not tomorrow. Maybe I'll give it a couple of days. So I gave it a couple of days and then I just drove over there and he's like, yeah, come in, have a seat, you know, talk mm-hmm. to him. He's like, yeah, you know, me and my buddy Gary hunt out here and, but you're more than welcome to come out here and. It's hunt cool. with this. And I was just like, holy crap. Yeah. I like totally just won the lottery because it doesn't really happen that often. No. no. And,
1: and then to kill a deer there too. Yeah, you know?
3: And you know, I've been, I was knocking on doors and. You know, trying to gain access to property around me anywhere Mm -hmm. I could, talking to farmers, talking to my... That's the grind. Yep, talking to my father-in-law, just like, man, I just need... I don't even care if it's, you know, something small. I just need... I need something. Like, I... Yeah. it, It was tough going from... You know, my dad owns a feed store, and he knows all the farmers in the area when... In Iowa. Yeah, in Iowa. It's like, I could... I could pretty much hunt just about anywhere, but
1: people don't realize like the amount of work it takes to get permission pieces. Yeah. If you're not willing to pay, you got to do some work. Yeah. yeah, and that's whether the work is talking to people. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you had to chase a goat. Yeah, but like even, but <laughs> I know like if that guy calls you, hey, I need to get some work done over here. Could you help lend help in hand? Yeah, for but sure. You feel pretty obligated to go help.
3: Yeah, and and it's not even really that I feel obligated. Like,
1: but you want to though. Yeah, yeah.
3: I want to help him for one, and most of the time I'm like, hey, if you need help, call me. Mm -hmm. he's like yeah i'll be fine i'll do it myself you know but it's like dude just call me like i'll come help you i'm a mile and a half away i guess the least i can do is just drive my side by side over here and i'll you know yeah i'll bring my goat (laughs) yeah i'll bring my goat (laughs) i'll come with (laughs) yeah and there has been times where he's like hey you know my my tractor died can you help me i'm like yeah sure i'll be right over and I, you know go over and help him and that's cool i try to help out as much as i can and you know, I feel like it's the least I can do.
1: Right, of course. Well, I respect the grind. There, a lot of people don't realize, you know, the work it takes to have permission pieces, yeah. or you got to buy a lease. It's tough now. Right. Nowadays, it's different, mm-hmm. different than what it was. But, well, I hope that you kill another. Maybe you could follow up that buck that you wounded. I'm hoping to because he he looked good in the trail cam pictures. Yeah, you still got so. another tag, right?
3: Yeah, still got two
1: in Illinois. You got time. You got late mm-hmm. season. I think you, I think you'll get it done. Yeah. I think you get, um, go to the food Food. I, I kind of took
3: a little break because the, the activity has been kind of slow. but
1: Well, firearm season, season holds it up for us here, but it'll get good. Yep. And uh, Dougie, you got another tag? Yep, a muzzleloader coming up here soon. Okay, we'll see when this episode launches. Dougie's got another one down. Ooh, Predict maybe. the future.
3: <laughs> hey, hey. Well,
1: cool. Another episode in the books. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yep. Appreciate you. Ya. Congrats.
3: Thanks for having me. Thank you.
1: All right, thanks, everyone, for tuning in, watching, and listening. We appreciate you. Go shoot a giant. Working class on DeerCast, another Giant Tracker segment. We have Dakota Bix calling in from work on your lunch break, right?
0: Yep, that's right.
1: Who are you, and where are you from? Let's start with that.
0: Uh, I'm Dakota Bix. I'm located here in the southeast corner of Iowa, Wapolo County. Um, I just recently started here in Cargill in Eddyville, Iowa. Um, I'm in orientation. I'm on lunch break right now. But uh, before that, I was over at a genome across the road for two years running MSG, which is uh, sodium glutamate. And uh, Mm -hmm. I ran a product out of the hoppers and 50-pound bags, 2,000-pound bags, and 100-pound drums, so.
1: Very cool, man. Getting after it. it's kind of in orientation and you're doing an interview with me. Uh, just yep. another idiot here. So I'll, I'll be <laughs> conscious of your time. So I don't get you fired right off the rip because you, no you had to talk to me. But man, so I put a post out just asking, you know, who used Deercast and, and killed a deer and result of Deercast or if Deercast played a role in your success on killing a deer. And uh, you and I got to talking about this awesome buck really unique looking deer that you killed in iowa and uh, we'll show some pictures of it that's i was drawn to like just the look of the deer he's very unique um he's got a lot of cool character and uh so let's talk about this buck man is this a deer you had history with or how did it all play out
0: so yeah i never had any previous history with this deer no pictures no encounters nothing until Mm -hmm. the fall of 2021 um early september a uh, big cold front moved through so i decided to go for a drive out and around
4: mm-hmm. and i
0: spotted this deer about 100 yards away in his bean field on the neighbors of uh, where i have permission to hunt mm-hmm. but um yeah i glassed him like the first thing i ever noticed was that that sweet crab claw he has on his right side yeah so he was a pretty pretty unique deer he's definitely a recognizable deer if i would was to see him, and then uh, fast forward to September 22nd, I got one, just one picture of him uh, at night,
4: mm-hmm.
0: and, this, and the food plot that I uh, made uh, that that fall in August. But and that's um, the picture you
1: sent me, right? The the one yep, photo, yep, yeah.
0: Yep, just this one side picture is the only picture i ever had of them But I knew it was the same deer I seen that beanfield just because of that dual crab claw had. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, so that was the only picture I had him during the season. I had no encounters with him or never had any more pictures of him. So, you know, I figured he was out of the area or something, but I kind of had an idea where he was betting, but I wasn't for sure on that. And I kind of stayed out of there till uh, the morning of October 23rd was the uh, first time I seen him the same day I, I shot him. But, uh, uh yeah, this, the hunt started out pretty slow in the morning mm-hmm. on October 23rd. Um, but a big cold front moved in. And uh, the night before, I checked deer cast, and it said that morning was supposed to be great. Mm-hmm. So, and, and then it was the first true east wind we had, which I needed to go try hunting this deer where I kind of had an idea where I thought he was, anyways, just because of uh, previous years, that's where they liked to bed and whatnot.
1: Doesn't that kind of suck waiting on an east wind? It seems like you get those less frequently than anything else, so you kind of like just yeah, waiting a, for it.
0: Yeah, I mean you hardly ever get them here in southeast Southeast Iowa anyways, but...
1: Same here, same in our area.
0: Yeah, yep. But yeah, I finally got an east wind to go in after him. Morning started out slow. Uh, I seen one doe right at first daylight, but the deer I ended up shooting was only the second deer I seen all that morning. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, but um to start off the hunt with him is about eight o'clock or heard some trees thrashing. I could tell it was deer but it was so thick down there I couldn't really tell what it was. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't see any deer actually, but I could tell it was a deer thrashing some trees down there. And of course this time of year, you know, the pre-lock phase they started getting pretty fired up looking for the first available does and kind of making it known no other bucks. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's my territory. But, um, so yeah, I heard that. I just, I couldn't see what it was, so I didn't want to call or nothing until I got a visual of them. But, uh, about 10 minutes go by and I just get this glimpse in a quarter of my eye of a deer down at the bottom of this ridge I was hunting. So I was hunting at three quarters up this ridge overlooking all this, uh, thick bedding area and uh yeah i seen him about 80 yards away when i first seen him, and he was kind of headed towards it'd be the southwest on the next ridge over mm-hmm. so i threw my binos up and i instantly knew what deer it was just because of that crab claw so i remember uh seeing deer cast during on that phase for deer lock it's a good time to start calling so I just kind of faced my grump call to the left and just gave him one soft grump. And he whipped his head up. I definitely got his attention. And after that, you could just tell he was just all fired up. Yeah. I mean, he started coming on string, snort, wheezed at me, grunting. Just tell he was he was in one of those moods. He was,
1: yeah. you know. And then you see that as a hunter and you're like, man, I'm in the chips right here. Like th- things, yeah. things are going to happen
0: right and it usually doesn't happen that way it feels like but <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah but, least, you know especially if he like looks interested right off the rip from one grunt. i mean good on you too for just hitting him with one where his curiosity's is gonna basically eat himself alive with that so yeah once you get right. him to react that way and everything's like going good it just gives you that like oh shit things are about to go down type of, of vibe yeah, you know?
0: it's just a confidence it's like you know it, you're in the game
1: basically. Yep. <laughs> exactly so yeah, he was about eighty
0: yards away when that happened and he just came on a string and he got to about I think I ranged him about forty two yards and he was just he just stood there glancing around trying to figure out where that grunt came from.
3: Mm-hmm. He was just trying
0: to get a visualization of another buck in the area, but he did that for felt like forever. It's probably like within seconds he was doing that. Yeah. But yeah. of course um yeah. <laughs> you know how it is, but uh Yeah, he finally turned broadside for me at 42. And uh, I uh, pulled back on him, settled my pen, and uh, let the arrow fly. And right off the bat, I knew it wasn't – it was a marginal hit. It Mm -hmm. it was ended up being liver and hit the – clip, the guts on the exit hole. But, yeah, he ran off, and, uh, you know, my gut sank. (laughs) I was like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. You know, but, and then uh, he ran off a little ways and just kind of stood there. And I was like, "Man, I don't know about this hit." You know, and then uh, he uh, went towards the north into the. It's kind of like a, it turns into kind of a bowl, and where I'm sitting, it, I, he kind of disappeared on me, and I couldn't tell where he was. So I figured he went down there, bedded down, or was looking his wounds or something. You know, so I waited about fifteen minutes. 15, 20 minutes, got down out of my tree and just wanted to go get my arrow and get out of there, leave them mm-hmm. alone. And then um, I went over there, down there to where the impact hit. Um, and uh, it took me like 20 minutes to try to find my arrow. I don't know if it hit off a bone or something ricocheted or what, but mm-hmm. um, there was no blood at, right where I hit him or nothing. The only blood I had was right on the arrow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, first thing I did is grab my arrow and then I, I got on deer cast and tried to pin on deer, deer cast track and try to kind of come up with all the places I could have
1: hit them. Dude, thank, thank God for that. Cause I'll like, I don't know, if you didn't have that, I think you would probably drive yourself a little crazier in a hit like this because a liver <laughs> gut hit is not fun, but it's part of the game sometimes. And that deer cast can make you feel confident or make you know, like with the deer cast track, how to approach the situation when your excitement level and anxiety, and you're worried about the animal, you're already feeling weird. Cause it's not, you didn't see the deer go down. You're, you're just a ton is going through your head. So like that right. feature can really like, it can either help you a ton or make you worry or validate where your worry should be. I guess that's probably the better way of putting it.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah and the, yeah it was it was a game changer for me because me personally i've never had i've never had a deer in the liver or guts i didn't know how long to wait or whatever mm-hmm. but it, i narrowed it down where it said to wait 8 to 12 hours basically is what it was so yeah when i was headed up to the top of the ridge to head out there um i looked down to the north and about 100 yards he's just standing there
1: oh you can and see and I, I don't way. know
0: if, yeah, he was just over there hunched over. You could tell he was hurting pretty bad. And uh, so, yeah, I don't know if you heard me get down on my tree stand and go look for the arrow, and he end up going over there, but I never watched him walk up it or nothing. He just ended up being there when I was headed out. And a uh, good thing he was facing the other way so I could sneak out of there. But uh, yeah, I waited a good 10 hours on him, uh, like deer trek told me to and then uh after the 10 hours uh, i went back where i last seen them try to see if i could get any blood or anything there wasn't a single drop of blood or no nothing i'm like man what the heck Mm -hmm. so me my brother-in-law and my father uh started grid searching in the area and it took us 20 minutes of grid searching we did not couldn't find them couldn't find them and uh My other brother-in-law, he uh, mowed a path by all this thick bedding over there for some odd reason. I don't understand why, but it's a good thing he did because that was the last place we walked. And to the left of it was uh, him laying there, belly up.
1: No kidding. Expired already and everything.
0: Yeah, he was was done. But um, come to find out, the reason I didn't find no blood is that part of the gut kind of clogged the hole. So he mainly just uh, bled internally.
1: Yeah, what, how far from where you were walking out initially after the shot and you saw him hunched over, how far from there to where you found him near that mode path was he? Like, how? what's well, the different distance there?
0: So, from where I shot him to where I last seen him before I started tracking as the crow flies, probably 150, 200 yards. And then where, uh, where I last seen him, where we went first, um, he was only about 50 yards away dead.
1: Yeah, which isn't, I mean, it sounds like a long distance when you look at it like on paper, but – in reality, that deer could have went a long, long way if you would have went in prematurely and bumped them and all that, you know?
0: Right, yeah. If it wasn't for deer cats tell me to wait 10 hours, I mean, I would have went in there, you know, a couple hours or something and might have bumped them. You might have been next county over.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, man, it's good on you, though, for, like, thinking through the – the pro- like, well, get on – like, you've really – did everything that you should have done. You know, I mean the shot, you, you know, of course you want like a double lung shot, whatever, and watch the deer go down. Right. But for the circumstance of the situation, you know, as far as not over calling at this deer, waiting on the right wind sneaking out of there, giving them the 10 hour time period going in, right? Like doing everything you could to recover the deer on a marginal hit. So mad props to you, man. G- good on you for doing that. Because I mean, that's, that's how a pro would handle it. it it's, I don't know how long you've been bow hunting, but it seems like you're a seasoned pro at that.
0: Uh, About 10 years. Well, not quite 10 years, about eight or nine years. I've been bow hunting hunting since I was probably about 11 years old.
1: Awesome, man. Well, congratulations. So So let's talk about this buck. I mean, what is is he? Uh, He's
0: a mainframe 10 with three extra kickers, and uh, he ended up uh, grossing 172 and eighths.
1: Awesome. Very cool. Yep,
0: my biggest to date.
1: Yeah. It's a great looking deer. The character on him is just amazing. Um, the first thing I was like, man, that's an awesome buck. Just what he's got going on. Um, so congratulations, man. Thanks. Appreciate that. Well, it's good to hear that like deer Cast is helping people and it the, it's there. It's a tool, right? Um, Oh, it's a game changer for sure. Yeah. yeah it's I helped mean, me a lot. I mean, you've hunted long enough, like you, you know, some of these things more, but it's nice to get like the reassurance through deer cast, but for somebody that's a new bow hunter, that might've been in your shoes, uh, with uh, a marginal hit. I mean, that can make the big difference right there of like where to even start, you know, like right. where to even begin to recover an animal that's liver hit or someone hits it in the guts or whatever. Never. Um, I mean, that's, that's a big deal. So I think it, it's, it's helping a lot more people than the internet likes to admit or, or realizes at times, but uh, it's, it's cool to hear how you applied it, where you applied it.
0: Yeah, it definitely was a game changer for me. Cause you know, like I said, if I hadn't used DeerCast, and knew exactly how long the way I might've went in there and moved that deer to the next County.
1: Well, I mean, a part of you wants to like, regardless of what, like you watch on outdoor channel or some of the streaming networks and stuff, what other hunters tell you, or the TV hunters, I guess, you know, you always hear to wait or when in doubt back out. But when it's your deer and you're in the moment, like you kind of want to, you know, even on a marginal hit, like part in your head, it's like, what if I could sneak in there and try to ethically get another shot in? And, right, you know, you know that goes through, I think, every hunter's head on a situation like this. But sometimes you don't have that option, especially in like thick cover like that. I mean, right? Exactly. It's, sometimes it's impossible, but I don't know. A lot can go through your head. Yeah. It's just yeah, you
0: feel- yeah, exactly. I mean, you start getting doubt and everything else, and it's more kind of a reassurance thing, too. So Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, cool, man. Well, I appreciate you jumping on here and sharing your story on your lunch break. Well, let's yeah, get I back to you. it so I don't get you fired.
0: Oh, no, you're good.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would suck. You'd call me back in 30 minutes. like, well, help me new find new a job. new job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, do you you so, want to plug your Instagram or anything like that, man, where people can uh, find yeah. you?
0: Yeah. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook.
1: Cool. All right. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And best of luck to you next season. Hopefully, uh, kill a bigger one. We'll be doing this interview all over again. Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) Awesome. man. I appreciate you. Thanks everyone for watching and listening. You know what to do. Go shoot a giant. We love you guys.